Welcome to the Lake Show Life Podcast, part of the Fan Sided Podcast Network. Now, please welcome your host, Jason Reed. Welcome back to another episode of the Lake Show Life Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Jason Reed, the acting side expert over at lakeshowlife.com, part of the Fan Sided Podcasting Network. Today is Tuesday, June 1st, 2021, and a little bit of a somber episode here for you. Um, wasn't planning on recording quite yet. Was going to, well, it did make sense to record after this game, but was hoping that I could do this in the morning. It wouldn't be super time sensitive. Could could bang out a long episode talking about, you know, the Lakers and whatnot. Um, but it, it's quite the con- contrary. This is probably going to be rather quick, and that's because it's kind of sad, and it's kind of hard to talk about the Lakers right now. Um, as you know, um, the Lakers lost 115-85 to to the Phoenix Suns. Um, it was ugly. It started out okay, um, and then Phoenix got the momentum, you know, second half of the first quarter, carried that into just a second quarter where they absolutely just outplayed the Lakers, and then from there it was over. I mean, they played pretty much even basketball, exactly even basketball in the second half, but that didn't matter. Um, look, I'm going to be honest. I turned this game off. I, I turned this game off after halftime. Um, if there was some incredible highlight or some, you know, insight about future years that happened in the second half, I'm gonna be honest, guys, I didn't see it. Um, I, I turned it off. I, there was no reason to watch. The game was over at halftime, and we knew this. And you know, this is a completely different kind of tone from when I ca- when I came on this feed last week because you know I said the series was done after two one. Um, Lakers had a great matchup advantage. Uh, a healthy Lakers team still does. Um, but the big thing is Anthony Davis. I mean, this team goes as Anthony Davis goes. Um. LeBron James is LeBron James, but there's multiple factors considered. And these this was part of the concern heading into the playoffs. Is it's like LeBron and AD have been hurt all year. Their injuries went up into the playoffs pretty much. They didn't get time to play. They never found out a, a concrete rotation, you know, especially with all these new guys. I mean, you brought in four guys in the offseason plus Drummond and Ben McLemore, which McLemore, you know, not a big role, but plus Andre Drummond. These new faces that you got to, you know, acquaint with and establish a rotation, they just never could. And, you know, Anthony Davis came back, had a little bit of time. LeBron came back literally right when the season was ending, and he's 36 years old, and I know he's defied father time up until this point, but there's going to become a point where that's no longer true. It happens to every star. Yeah, they're pushing it farther and farther, but is it the time? Who knows? I mean, LeBron played 32 minutes in this game. He looked okay, but you could tell that ankle is really getting to him, and he doesn't have the same explosiveness. He can't do it for 48 minutes. Well, he didn't play 48 minutes anyways, you know, back in the day, but he can't do it for a whole game like he used to, and, you know, it started a few years ago where he kind of take regular season games off and not play defense at times and then, you know, save himself for the playoffs. And now we get to this year and he's like taking halves off, like entire halves. Um, he did it against the Warriors in the play and he did it earlier in the series. And, you know, even in this game when he's, you know, higher usage rate kind of forcing the issue more, he's just taking a lot of threes and he shot really well from beyond the arc, six to ten. But it, it's just, you know, he's not the same guy. And will he be the same guy next year? Maybe. Uh, maybe that ankle's still bothering him, but should we expect a 37-year-old to come off of an ankle sprain like this and be better than he was, you know, last season when he won the title? Probably not. And Anthony Davis, you know, he was the reason why this matchup was so great, you know, dominate the class. Um, they just really had no answer for him, and that showed in this series. Look at the two games the Lakers have won thus far. Anthony Davis was incredible in both. He went over 30-10 and 10 in both. He was the player of the game. He was the most impactful. The games they lost, game one, Anthony Davis atrocious. He played horribly. Game four, he got hurt. It was a close game, got hurt. It was done after that. Game five, he doesn't play. They lose by 30. Now, 
could Anthony Davis come back game six, game seven? He's going to have to because if he doesn't come back in game six, it's over. The Lakers, I, I got you know crap for this on social media when I tweeted this on the Lakeshore Life account, but the Lakers are not beating the Suns without Anthony Davis. They're just not. I don't think they win one game without Anthony Davis. I think you know if it was the other way around, if LeBron was out and Anthony Davis was healthy, I would honestly feel a little bit better, and that's not a knock on LeBron. That's just how the matchup is. Um, but if LeBron does, if Anthony Davis doesn't play Game Six, it's over. And if he plays, he has to be 100 percent. Because if he's 75 percent, might be a close game. I still don't love the Lakers' chances. You're kind of hoping that the young players get a little starstruck and you know, kind of freeze up in the moment, the Game Six moment. But that's kind of not a good thing to rely on. Um, and even if he does play Game Seven, is he going to have it in him to play two more games at 100 percent basketball? Now the season's not over yet, but it does feel like it's over. I just groins are a tricky thing, and I don't see him coming back from this you know being 100 percent this quickly um you know it's just this season's over you to win a championship you need two things you need talent and you need a little bit of luck and the teams that have the, the superstar talent have the you know championship talent and get not unlucky so they're they're lucky in the sense that they don't get unlucky um, are the ones that contend for titles every year. The Lakers were lucky in the fact that they didn't get unlucky last year with injuries. That's not to say that, you know, they wouldn't have beat the Heat if they didn't get banged up in the finals or whatever, but you have to be lucky that you don't suffer any injuries. And look, they have the talent. Nobody's denying that this is a champion, isn't a championship worthy team, but they're hurt. They didn't get much time to play together. And it was just a disaster of a season all year long. And I just, I would be very shocked. I would be absolutely just bewildered if the Lakers came back in this and they won this series with Anthony Davis's injury with the way the role players have been playing all year. Um, it just hasn't been pretty in the Suns, you know, much credit to them. They're playing great basketball. Um, it's easy to make an excuse for the Lakers, you know, especially as a fan, but at the end of the day, you know, they're playing really good basketball. They are the second seed for a reason and they have to be respected and they have to be in the conversation for winners out of the Western conference. Now, when I look at it, I have to be honest, we thought they were dead, you know, a week ago, but now it looks like the Clippers. I mean, Luka's a little banged up. If they get by the Mavericks, I mean, maybe the Jazz give them trouble. I don't know. I like that matchup for L.A. And then I also like the L.A. Clippers-Phoenix Suns matchup. So, I don't know. It's looking like either Clippers or Suns. I think the winner is going to come out of the Eastern Conference. I think the only team that could have beaten the Nets or the Sixers or, or the Bucks even was the Lakers. And unless they just completely surprise me, it's not going to happen. Um, excuse me. Sorry about that. Now, this game in, in itself, um, <laughs> look, it gave us a lot of storylines for the offseason, didn't it? Uh, LeBron, like I already touched on him. Dennis Schroeder, the anti-player of the game, just atrocious. 0 of 9 from the field, 0 of 4 from 3. Um, didn't attempt a free throw. He was very passive early on. He couldn't make a shot. Zero points, you know, based on all the zeros in his shooting. Two fouls, one assist, four boards. He was just non-existent. He was non-existent out there, and I thought this was a chance for him to thrive, and I thought he was going to play more of a hero ball style because – I've said this before, that's when Dennis Schroeder is the best, is at his best, is when he's on a high usage rate, you know, kind of take over a team. And I also argued if Dennis Schroeder has a usage rate near 30, you're probably not a very good basketball team. So I thought this was going to be a chance for him to kind of kick that up a notch and, you know, maybe have a good game and kind of will the way, you know, the Lakers to a game five win. It wasn't. It was the complete opposite. KCP, I mean, he left the game early with injury. Um, he didn't really do much. Uh, zero points out of him, too. Zero points out of Schroeder and KCP, you just look at that, and that's the reason why the Lakers lost right there. But then you look at Drummond. I mean, he's not really an offensive presence. Sure, he gets 13 boards, but he's not a scoring threat. He clogs the lane. He got seven points. Markeith Morris, four points. You had 11 points in your starting five outside of LeBron James. 11. Let that sink in. Think about that. And then we look at the bench. 
Uh, Kuzma, I mean, did Kuzma things, whatever. I, he scored 15 on 6 of 13 shooting. I'm not particularly impressed by that. Um, and then the rest of it's just kind of garbage time numbers. I mean, this team had 36 points at halftime. 36. That is inexcusable. And just these role players, they don't know their roles. They don't know how to play together. Trez has been frustrated not playing. He's gone. Um, you know, it's just this is a team that never – and I said it going into the playoffs, and, you know, it's so funny how, you know, sometimes we want to point out flaws with other teams but then ignore it when it's your team, and I try to, you know, be as objective as possible. We pointed out with the Clippers all year last year. They never got playing time. They never, you know, kind of gelled, figured out a rotation, and look what happened. They blew a 3-1 lead. Same thing with the Lakers. They didn't get enough playing time. They never figured out a rotation. Now, granted, I still gave them the benefit of the doubt with a healthy LeBron James and Anthony Davis, and that's the LeBron-Anthony Davis difference. You know, this isn't a team. Everyone on the Suns knows what their role is, and that was a team that was playing with synergy. They were playing together. And look, even if you just go pure star power, the Lakers still have the advantage. LeBron James is the best player in the series. Um, you know, Schroeder is not too bad. Yeah, the Suns have the second and third best, but you could argue the Lakers have the fourth Shoot, the Suns have a second, third, and fourth best. But just in terms of depth and overall talent, you can make the case that the Lakers are more talented. It's just they, they don't have that rotation. They don't know their roles, and they just never figured it out. And without Anthony Davis and LeBron James to kind of carry the load and AD to go 35 and 10 and LeBron to have his 22 and 10, you know, this is what happens. Um, this is why I don't see this team beating the Suns. I just don't, not without Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis was the main reason, the only reason, why the Lakers were such a big matchup advantage. Now, just you look at the team numbers. I mean, Lakers shot terrible, 34% from the field. They shot okay from three. Um, decent free throws. I mean, not good, but not terrible. And you just 17 turnovers, 23 points off of turnovers compared to two. 23 to two. The Suns had four turnovers. The Lakers lost by 30. That's a 25-point swing. Um, the Suns had, you know, more points in the paint. They, it, It's just they had more assists. They had more steals. They had more blocks. They had less rebounds, actually. Um, Lakers actually had 10 offensive rebounds. But it's just a disaster. This series is over. I hate to be that guy. And go ahead and old takes exposed me. If the Lakers come back, go ahead and come back to this podcast feed and record me saying this and post, post it on Twitter and at old takes exposed. Maybe it'll blow up. Maybe I'll gain some followers out of it at Ichirides. Um, But this series is over. Unless Anthony Davis has a miraculous return and he's 100% and he's dropping 35 and 10 these next two games, it's over. Maybe can they sneak a game six win in L.A. because um, the Suns get a little timid? Maybe. And the hope then would be that you can maybe get that and then AD is back 100% for game seven? Maybe. I don't think so. I mean, just being honest, it's just I don't see it in the cards for the Lakers. And I think this season's over. I really do. And look, is this going to be a team that only won one championship? Who knows? LeBron's getting older. Anthony Davis he was kind of being billed as this superstar. Well, he is a superstar, but as the centerpiece after LeBron. So it seems like the long-term plan was LeBron and AD. LeBron gets old. AD takes over as the main guy. And then when LeBron eventually, you know, leaves or salary gets really low, whatever he does, you bring in another superstar to complement Anthony Davis. Maybe someone like a, and this is just spitballing, like a Jason Tatum, who shoot might be better than Anthony Davis in three years. But, you know, maybe a, an elite guard, something where Davis, it's almost like, and again, I'm not comparing these two. They're not comparable in terms of legacy, but Kobe. Kobe had Shaq, and I know a lot of Laker fans don't like this, but Shaq was the better player back then. And then the second time around, well, he became the face of the franchise and, been, and then got help with Pau Gasol. seems like that was a little bit of the plan with AD. LeBron's more impactful. AD morphs into the better player over time. He, I mean, this this playoffs is, this is the morphing year, and he's hurt. 
you know, he becomes a guy and then eventually bring him more help. He wins more championships with the Lakers. Who knows? I mean, today players get upset about the littlest things. If LeBron leaves, he might leave too, you know, clutch, whatever. Um, but that, who knows, that might, I don't want to say that's a good thing for Anthony Davis to leave, but how comfortable do you feel with him as your centerpiece when he's always injured? His injury list is just so extensive. He's never played, you know, I think he's played over 70 games once or twice in his career. He's always hurt. He was hurt this year. He's hurt in the playoffs. He's dealt with so many different injuries. And it's an issue. It really is an issue. And I just don't know how you build a team around that. Now he's only 28 years old, and does he figure it out? Sure, hopefully, you know. But a guy who's only played 75 games twice in his career, 60 another three or four times, like, gotten hurt in the playoffs before. It's just concerning. It's really, really concerning about not only this year, but the future of the Lakers and, you know, kind of what's in store. Um and that's really all I have for you. I mean, we're looking at, what, 12, 13, 14 minutes. It's short. Um, this is a really short podcast episode. I almost feel bad for this, only this being the podcast. But what else is there to say? Um, the Lakers look terrible tonight. They deserve to lose that game. And quite frankly, they deserve to lose this series. Anthony Davis is important, but he shouldn't be this important, if that makes sense. Like, yes, he should be important. He's the reason that he's, they win or lose games. But they shouldn't have looked this bad. This, I would have been fine. I would have felt better if the Lakers lost by five at the end of regulation. Now, I still would have been worried about losing the series. I would have felt a lot better. I, I just, this is a team that's lost. It's a team that already seems defeated. Dennis Schroeder is worried about his next contract. He's got a foot out the door. Trez doesn't want to be there. He's got a foot out the door. Andre Drummond's worried about his next contract. His foot's out the door. Marcus Gasol got frustrated with his role. His foot is potentially into retirement. Um, THT is a free agent, not saying his foot's out the door. Caruso's a free agent. Who knows where he goes? Like, there's going to be a lot of roster turnover, and I don't know what this team looks like next year. They're, they can't blow it up with LeBron and Anthony Davis, but I don't know. Maybe they go get Kyle Lowry, and they run it around those three with depth and just hope they can grit their way um, to another title run, which is possible. The West still is a little open next year. Um, you know, you look at it, the Clippers might still be around unless they lose and Kawhi leaves. Um the Suns, I don't know if Chris Paul's going to be there, how good they're going to be. The Jazz or the Jazz, I mean, it's almost too – it's it's ironic. It's almost flipped. Like, the West is deeper in overall talent, 1 to, you know, 10. But I feel like the East has more legitimate title contenders than Nets, the Sixers, and the Bucks. Um, so the Lakers can still do it. I just – maybe it's the the big loss, you know, so close to my rearview mirror. But I am kind of leading towards this might have been a one-time – you know, one title window and maybe they have another window in a few years with Anthony Davis and someone else, but they're not going to win it this year unless Anthony Davis heals miraculously and defies science. And who knows, who knows what the team looks like next year. So many moving pieces, who knows what LeBron looks like a year older coming off this ankle sprain, the most significant injury of his career thus far, I would say besides maybe that groin, but that was kind of a takeoff year anyways. Who knows? They got a championship. You can't hate it. You can't hate this run. You can't, you know, you're, you're appreciative of that, and it's just in the NBA, it's things have things last longer than this usually, at least three, four years, and I don't know. Maybe I'm being overdramatic. Let me know. I probably am being a little overdramatic. Uh, let me know. Check out our articles over at lakeshowlife.com. You know we're going to bring the heat after all these losses. Um, the offseason stuff is always a fun time. Um, all the directions that the Lakers could go that I don't even know what to talk about now. Um, yeah, I'm, I would say it's going to be fun, but it's not going to be fun <laughs> when they're losing. Um, in the meantime, you know, have a good, you know, Wednesday, good Thursday going into the game. Hope they win. Hope I come back at you with on a positive note. Um, if not, the next episode is probably going to sound a lot more like this, just an official ending to the season. In the meantime, 
Go Lakers.